Hello and welcome to I Assure You We're Podcasting, the show on Talk Film Society where we take a look at the work of Kevin Smith. I'm Mike and today I'm joined by Matt. How's it going, Matt? It's going pretty well. You know, so we're going to be talking about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which is the the movie... Actually, I guess it's the second movie in a row where where they they leave New Jersey. But yes, Matt, you are in a somewhat unique uh, position <laughs> yeah. in that you live in New Jersey, right? I, I do. It's a beautifully humid night in New Jersey yeah. tonight, and same, uh, same here. But yeah. it is not fun. Uh, but no, I like it here. That's where all my stuff is. <laughs> so are are you actually in the Red Bank area? Uh no, I'm about half an hour away. I'm well, that's still pretty uh, half close. an hour half an hour south. That's that's still pretty close. Yeah. There. I mean, um I mean you just uh posted a thing today. It looked like you went to the secret stash. I today. did. I did. Uh a buddy of mine actually just opened up a camera shop down the street and when I got there and I left, I was like, Oh wait, the secret stash is right down like block away so i'm gonna go check that out and see what's up i went there i took a bunch of pictures i got a really cool uh batman action figure and uh yeah i had a good time it was good i love that place (laughs) it's always sort of been like a holy grail you know whatever a pilgrimage for me that i I wanted to take and haven't ever taken it's cool they have like all the memorabilia from the movies up on the wall uh they have the original uh buddy christ in its own little enclave uh, they have a recreation of the quick stop uh, uh, facade. They have the um, the tusk animatronic puppet uh, in the window. It's really, really creepy and cool. I, yeah, I imagine that would like freak out some kids who were going yeah, to buy comics. Yeah, right? and I was asking, I was like, can I take pictures? And the girl behind the counter, she's like, oh, we encourage it. Have fun. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's yeah, it good. Was, it was, uh, it's a good, good place, good people who work there. I went there when they first opened years and years ago, and it was this whole new thing. Uh, Walt Flanagan was the guy behind the counter. Like that was that was nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, they moved about a year ago to a like, honestly a better location, and uh, yeah, it's still the same old comic shop, just a little bigger. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned Walt Flanagan. It, it is so, so weird. Like, I mean. Going to conventions or whatever, you'd see their, you know, their booth just like any other comic book yeah. store or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it would literally be like, you know, like like I remember, <laughs> I used to do this thing um, where, prompted by my friend Max, where you know he, he, we were like at a convention and Kelly who was you know oh, like yeah. signing, yeah, and we were just sitting there watching this long line of people, you know, like leaning over the table to get their picture mm-hmm. taken with Kelly Who. And my friend said, like, you know, it'd be cool if, like, instead of, like, getting your picture taken with celebrities, you, like, got your picture taken by celebrities. Yeah. So you just have, like, a whole album of, like, pictures of yourself, and you'd be like, <laughs> that was Kelly Who. She, she took, took that, that picture. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, who knows, you know? And I'm like, that's an amazing idea. I'm stealing that. I'm going to do it. That's a good and idea. You know, there, there was one year where they were all at Wizard World and back before, you know, comic book men or anything. And there was like Brian Johnson okay. like, just standing at the table. And I'm like, could you take my picture? And he's like, why? And I'm like, oh, I have celebrities take my picture. And he's like, I'm not a celebrity. And I'm like, 
kind yeah, of are. You are. Yeah, I mean, like, I know who you are. Like, yeah. you know, that counts. Yeah. And then he turned out that he was. And then later on, Jason Muse was just standing back there. That's cool. That's cool. And, and I was with my, my now wife, who at the time, we weren't even dating. It was like one mm-hmm. of those things where it's like, oh, just yeah, no, we're, other, not, yeah. we're not dating, no. And he, <laughs> I asked him to take my picture, and he does. And then he's like, now how about we get the two of you together? And uh-huh. my wife's like, nope. So no. Jason Mewes tried to set us up and he failed, but whatever. But yeah, no, I mean, what you're saying about the comic book store too, like there was one time where like back in the day, like you could call in to place like mail orders. Yeah, you could you order know? from them, yeah. And like one day I called and Kevin Smith answered the phone. Of course, it's amazing. Like, that's so crazy. And he, you know, he was just like, yeah, no, oh, yeah, can, this guy can help you. You know, it was so bizarre. But I still have a bunch of old uh, Kevin Smith DVDs signed by him. Uh, he had sent, <clears throat> when I was in high school, my buddy was very sick, and Kevin Smith sent him a care package with all oh, his wow. movies, autographed a bunch of memorabilia and stuff. And eventually I got the movies af- after everything went down. But, uh, it was really cool. I have a lot of signed stuff from him. Actually, when the movie we're going to be discussing came out, my friends and I went to the Secret Stash, and Walt Flanagan signed a Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back poster that is still hanging in my childhood bedroom. Uh, it says uh, he signed it, tell him, Steve, Dave, Walt Flanagan. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I still That's have that, good. too. That's pretty neat. Yeah, that that is cool. That is cool. So it was it the type of thing where... Kevin Smith was like a presence in the area growing up or or was it something where you just found him naturally like he's like everyone of, else did? He's one of those guys where like it seems I always miss meeting him by like five minutes. <laughs> it's really weird. Like a year and a half ago, two years ago, I got a message from my buddy saying, I just ran into Kevin Smith at the mall. I'm like, the mall here? What the hell is he doing here? He's like, I don't know, he was driving back from the beach. He decided to stop at the mall. I'm like, oh, what? Why is he Why is he at the mall? I couldn't process it. No, he's uh, a mall rat. Yeah, and the mall is like two minutes from my my, uh, my house. So, yeah, that I always miss him by a little bit. And like, you know, back in the day, going to the secret stash. Oh, he was just here like an hour ago. Oh, of course he was. Uh, but yeah, no, I was... Uh, introduced to kevin smith's movies uh, clerks specifically uh when it came to vhs uh Mm. my mom had rented it for her and my dad to watch and that came out i guess on vhs in like 96 uh 95 i guess it would have been 95 95 96 something like that and so i was like i don't know 12 13 and she's like you need to watch this movie we loved it last night so I put it in the VCR in my bedroom and was just laughing my ass off at all this, like, humor that is, like, way too, like, old for me to, like, even know what the hell they're talking about. But just enjoying the hell out of it, being impressed that, like, this guy made this movie for, like, no money. Even then, I had the concept of movies cost money. Because, you yeah. know, I was growing up watching, like, Aliens and, like, Terminator 2, like, James Cameron joints where... There's millions of dollars on the screen and you can tell, but then you watch something like Clerks and you're like, yeah, there was no money put into this, but it's still really good. Mm-hmm. It's 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 good stuff. Yeah. It sounds like we had like sort of very similar so thanks, uh, mom. experiences <laughs> with that. Yeah. Hey, thanks, mom. 
Um, so then you just you, you just kept up with all of his stuff after that. Is after that, that uh, uh, it was Clerks for a while, and then I met a whole bunch of people my freshman year of high school that were huge into Kevin Smith movies. But and at yeah. that time, uh, at that time, it was Clerks, uh, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, and Dogma was just about to come out. Okay, and we had a uh, we used to have these huge like movie watching sleepover parties where we would just watch like a whole bunch of movies in a row, stay up all night, and that was the first time I saw Mallrats and absolutely fell in love. I thought it was fantastic, just just a super fun movie, and I was a Mallrat growing up. I mean, I'm not young. I grew up in the age of like you know I was born in '84, so I was you know. Late '90s, early 2000s. What do you do on the, on Friday and Saturday nights? You go to the mall and you just you hang out. So that movie was a lot of like, oh yeah, no, we are in this movie. This is us. We are the mall rats, and it was cool to see. And then uh, Dogma came out. We saw that, and actually, Jane, Simon, Bob, Strike Back. We all went opening night to go see this, and it was one of the last times that that group of friends all hung out together. Uh, after that, because you know, I was friends with a lot of like people who were like juniors and seniors, and they were graduating, so like I basically never saw these people again. Yeah. But we still got to go see uh, Jan and Son Bob Strike Back, which was—I mean, we'll get into it, but I think it's a total hoot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a cool. That's a cool story. So before we get into the movie, um, it, it just I guess one last question. Obviously, all of these movies, to some degree or another. Uh, used New Jersey as a almost a character in and of itself, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, as someone who has lived there, you know, your entire life, I'm, 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 I'm guessing. Uh, what? How accurate or, or I mean, I guess I don't know if accurate <laughs> is the word, but like, how do you feel about the portrayal of New Jersey in Kevin Smith? It's movies? very New Jersey. It's yeah. very, very New Jersey. Okay. Uh, from just the clothes that people wear, uh, well, wore back then. Uh, it's very New Jersey. I remember a lot of my friends and I just wearing clothes like that. I mean, the way the people talk, he knows our dialect very well. Uh, you yeah. can tell he was also born and raised here. Uh, he gets that specific area of New Jersey very correct. Like, it's so on point. And, uh, yeah, he is, I guess he's our premier filmmaker that's still making movies mm-hmm. now. I mean, a lot of people, you know, tend to look down on him, you know, because of his humor is, uh, you know, a little sophomoric, but still funny as shit so that's really all that matters but i mean yeah he is the new jersey filmmaker right now and uh bless him i i I really do like kevin smith i think he's like a genuine genuine guy yeah um and and just kind of as as a follow-up to that you know as some of these movies have gained budgets or whatever some of them have used other parts of the country or even different countries to uh portray jersey can you tell like when something is shot in pittsburgh or whatever Yeah, yeah you can tell you can tell yeah okay yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell. You look at a shot and you're like, "That's no, that's not, <laughs> that's not the Parkway." What are you doing? <laughs> Come on. Oh well. Oh well. 
Okay, so Jay and Silent Bob. So you said that you saw this opening night, opening night you know, with with a bunch of friends. I guess that would have been in I think what early August of two thousand and one. Yep, late July, that summer. Yep, August of right before, Basically, yeah, a week or two before everyone went off to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was slightly older. I was like twenty one at the time. I was working at a movie okay. theater, and um, you know, it was one of those things where. You know, like a few years prior, right before Dogma came out, mm. he was at uh, Wizard World, which was like the comic book convention here in Chicago. And he was promoting like, you know, Daredevil and stuff. And I mean, people were were like, yeah, it's Kevin Smith. But it was, you know, the rooms weren't packed. You didn't have exactly. to, you know. Exactly. And so a couple of years later, he comes back to promote like this was like the week before Jay and Silent Bob strike back came out yeah and he was like oh i'm gonna be here i'm gonna be talking and then you know i'm gonna give away tickets to a you know a preview screening and you know everyone can see it that's cool you know at the theater down the street and i'm like this is fantastic so i get there like an hour ahead or something because i'm like i want to make sure that i get a seat and everything and the line Ugh. is going i mean it was like snaking around and basically like filling up a Oof. room I wasn't able to get in. Ugh. I'm like, how does this happen? How does this, this is my, you know, yeah. I, I was, I was like a uh, Brody in um, mall rats, you know, you're like, it's, I, it's just Kevin Smith. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's my guy, yeah. not your guy. He's yeah. my guy. But, you know, being a movie theater, we did get the movie uh, and, you know, it, it was delivered a few days early. So I got to see it in an empty theater with a few of my friends, you know, and it, it was it was pretty great. But we'll get into that now. Um, yeah. OK, this was, you know, just getting into the history a little bit of this movie. Uh, Dogma had come out uh moderate success just like all of kevin smith's movies mm-hmm. and he is able to keep the budgets low enough and you know after a lot of sort of like secrecy really and like hints yeah. and everything he it was revealed that he was making a movie in which jay and silent bob would be the leads and that this would be the final film yeah. in the view view universe kevin smith and the view universe of madness <laughs> <laughs> yep yep uh so um yeah, movie came out, and it's a weird one. What what do you think about this movie in general? Uh, well, a couple days ago I watched it, and it was the first time I'd seen it in probably 15 years or so. And it's one of those movies that I used to watch a lot when it came out, and every scene was just rushing back to me. Like, I could remember even, like, little lines of dialogue that you wouldn't even think of uh, remembering, but it just pops into your head. And it really is a terrific road movie and a buddy comedy. Like, Jay and Silent Bob are wonderful characters. I mean, mean, they are ridiculous stoners that just get into these, especially in this one, hilarious situations that most mortal human beings would never survive. But... And Kevin Smith just has a total blast with it. And I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, it's very hilarious that your lead actor is like fifth build on the poster. And <laughs> and Kevin Smith isn't even listed amongst the cast. Like, you, you wouldn't do that these days. Like, at all. You'd have, <clears throat> somehow he would have top billing and this and that and the other thing. But 
it's it's a really fun movie, and it and you look at this cast, and the cast is insanely stacked, especially for the time. I mean, to even have like Mark Hamill, who hadn't been on screen in a while, so much so that they even have the little thing that pops yeah. up says, "Hey kids, it's Mark Hamill." I mean, that was great, and it was cool to see like Will Ferrell, like while he was still on Saturday Night Live doing this. I guess this was his summer break movie. He's like, oh, I got a two months off. I can make a movie. I'll mm-hmm. go do this with Kevin Smith. Uh, and then all the characters from his movies, like coming back to play those characters, hilarious stuff. I mean, you even have like a Gus Van Sant cameo, which is like next level funny. It's just him counting money, telling Ben Affleck to shut up. Like that's really it's this is that's a funny gag. Uh, no, I really like this movie. It's it's not his best, but I have a metric ton of fun with it. Uh, I'm probably, honestly, I'll probably gonna watch it again in a month or two. Yeah. I, I, I also enjoy it quite a bit. You know, when it first came out, I think the idea of it, the, the, the fact that it was kind of just this like huge inside joke, yep. you know, in yep. a lot of ways, yeah. which was, you know, directed straight at me, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it, and like, I remember, <laughs> This is so weird. Like everybody who I worked with, we were all fans, you know, mm. but you know, we, we were in a neighborhood, which is, uh, I don't know, a little more family oriented. We get a lot yeah. of seniors and, and that sort of thing. And on opening day of the movie, just in the afternoon, we're all like standing around box office. And as people are coming up and buying tickets to see this movie, and we just decided to start asking people like, Hey, Hey, you, you know who Jay and Silent Bob are? <laughs> you know, have you seen Dogma? You know, and I would say at least half the people were like, no, I have no, idea. I have no idea what I'm getting into. Yeah. And it's like, that's so weird. That is you weird. Know? That is weird. Uh, but for me, it was like, oh, my God, every single joke, you know, is like yeah. a joke that only I would get. You know, you know what I mean? Like, that's how it felt. And because of that, I like weighted this movie like probably way higher than than I yeah. should have. Like I, I said at the time, you know, like this is the best movie of the year, you know, yeah. and I mean, there's some over the moon stuff that came up. Yeah. You know, I was just it, it was crazy in love with the movie. And like it, it kind of in the same way that I was with like Phantom Menace, you know, yeah. where I, I feel like it's like, I love that it exists more than anything else, you know, mm-hmm. but looking back at it now, you know, with a bit more, you know, I don't know, distance or whatever, I still think that a lot of it works really, really well. Um, it's James and Bob, especially, I mean, yeah. I watched, I watched it with my husband who had, who has only seen Clerks. Uh, okay. Out of Kevin Smith's movies, he's seen no, he's seen Clerks and I believe uh, Zach and Mary, and that's it. But he didn't get all the references, obviously, in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. But he was laughing consistently because mm-hmm. it's just a damn funny movie. Even if you're if you're new to the, his whole thing, it, it's still hilarious. The the jokes still land. It's very funny, and it's it's actually a good window into his universe like if you watch this movie and oh i really like uh that character well there's a whole movie with that character you can go watch it right now like yeah 
That, that is that is cool. I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. Like, oh, who are these two guys that work at the convenience store? Well, there's actually three movies with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the new one's coming out soon, but there's going to be a trilogy with those characters. If you really like them, check it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is that is cool. I, you know, I, I remember him saying something at the time. You know, because his kid was, well, she's in the movie and she's very tiny. And yes, um, uh, I guess like a couple of years after he he talked about how he showed the movie to her with mm. the sound turned down. Okay, and he's like, it totally played because it's basically just like a giant cartoon, it is. right? It's very much and- slapstick cartoon. And and more than any of his other movies, it's it yeah. relies on like physical humor, you know. Yeah. I mean, Which Chance on Bob or Tom and Jerry? Yeah, <laughs> they're just not yeah. trying to kill each other. They're trying to you know hang out, have good times. <laughs> <laughs> but it it is, I you know it, it's it's ambitious in that way. You yeah. know, like it's like his all of his movies are funny, but this one it tries to go like way over the oh, top. Yeah. yeah, in a way that his movies really haven't up until this. Not point. really, no. Maybe dogma, um, maybe dogma. Yeah. yeah, and you could say like the clerk's cartoon. You know, so to some good. Extent was Espe- that you know, clerk's cartoon's great, especially the episode that takes place in my town. Uh, there's an entire Tom's River episode that's also the Temple of Doom. And uh, oh, is that? See, I didn't even realize that that was a. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, like, okay. and we are we're we're like famous for our World Series champion Little League team that really? works in the Temple of Doom mine in that episode of the show and when i first saw that me and my friends were like flipping out like oh my god that's that's our town what is happening here (laughs) that's pretty awesome see i never knew that Uh, it's so good watch that it's so good (laughs) (laughs) but you know i I mean the the ambition i think in some ways uh overshadows like what he's actually able to pull off mm-hmm. there's some stuff in here which just doesn't land and like i know i i i feel like will ferrell in this movie is very polarizing i know some people love him i dig i it. just I I personally like that to me is the weakest link in the movie he's he's definitely a very weak link but it's also primetime Will Ferrell, like, still doing, like, SNL characters. It's it's kind of like when he would pop up in uh, Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, this is before he was anyone. And he's yeah. he's riffing with the best of them. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't really a big SNL watcher, especially at the time. And okay. I, I, th- I think this may have been, like, the first... Like I mean, I had seen like Austin Powers, and he's in like one scene or whatever. Yeah. But like, this is the first time where I was ever like, "Oh, Will Ferrell, okay." Oh, he's a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember there was so much speculation because he was like really teasing this movie um, yeah. in pre-production. He's like, "Oh yeah, we're adding someone who's uh, not yet ready for prime time or whatever it is," <laughs> and people were like, "Bill Murray? He got Bill Murray? No, <laughs> no, no, he got the other guy." <laughs> Will Ferrell, yeah, I mean, it's still pretty good, but yeah. you know, whatever. But yeah, but on the whole, I mean, th- there's stuff in here which like really, really works. I, I, I feel like the whole setup, like you know, all the stuff with the girl gang and everything like that, love them. Like it, it, it works so well, you know. And and the ending, it's it feels kind of bloated. I mean, when they get to the whole Mark Hamill thing, I kind of like it's it feels like it's losing steam. It's ridiculous, but, but I dig it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but but then you know it ends with like you know Morris Day and the time yes. and that whole thing and that's like <laughs> I mean it's so great you know oh my god that whole concert sequence at the end it's like of course you're gonna end your movie with a concert it's fun do it yeah and I plus mean, you have the time yes do it <laughs> how could you not you know uh, uh, love the time <laughs> yep yep they're good so um one of the other things which is kind of interesting about this movie is it's uh, <laughs> the third movie in the um, We Need to Find Kevin Smith, a Cinematographer trilogy, you know, <laughs> Star- <laughs> starting with Dogma. Oh, no, it's the second movie. I'm sorry. The okay. third one is, is Jersey Girl. First one's Dogma. This is the second one. Then the third one is Jersey Girl. And they got um, Jamie Anderson okay. to shoot it, who... Uh, I don't, you know, I mean, the thing that I know him from is Sam Raimi's The Gift, which is a completely different movie. It's a good movie, With a completely (laughs) different look. It's an amazing movie. It's a great movie. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, just this idea of, like, you know, Kevin Smith's movies look bad, and we need to find someone who can make them look good. Yeah. What do you think about that in general, and what do you think about, you know, the the look of this movie and his direction in this movie from a visual standpoint visually it's it's weird because you can tell that he's stepping outside of his comfort zone uh he's more comfortable just shooting like dialogue but like in this movie there's a lot of action there there's a lot of action there's a lot of like sweeping shots but he makes it work i mean it's not like your typical kevin smith movie the in visually but he makes it work for the material. And when you have a cross-country buddy comedy, you need to have a little extra push. And I think that uh, the DP on this gave him that little extra push that the the budget called for, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, of the three, this is probably the the best-looking movie. I, I, I'm really not a fan of the way Dogma looks and... and uh, Jersey Girl is this weird, weird anomaly. I have not seen it. Oh, you haven't seen Jersey Girl? I have not seen Jersey Girl, no. Oh, check it out. It's not as bad as people say. I should watch it because, you know, it's It's, it's New Jersey. I should watch it. (laughs) It's Kevin Kevin Smith, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um. That actually actually might be the only one of his that I haven't seen now now that I think about it. I'll see. Not night. You you need to watch it. Just, yeah, I do. Just to complete the uh, gotta f- the, gotta the fill canon, that. Yeah, right? I gotta fill that up. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I I thought that this one actually looked pretty good. You know, I I think that I I liked how colorful it was and yeah. everything. I, I liked the the widescreen aspect ratio and everything. It it seemed like it was a pretty good fit in general. It feels uh, like his most polished movie to date. Yeah, it definitely it's definitely his best looking to date. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, like you were saying with uh, so many people being in this movie, I mean... A cast of thousands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I guess you kind of need to do. I mean, it's sort of like, um, sort of in some ways, the same thing that like Soderbergh did with Haywire, where you Mm. have like an unknown in the lead, but then you have like Michael Douglas and Antonio Banderas, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, you load uh, it up. Just in all the sporting, right? And I think it works pretty well. I mean, obviously having like all these people return. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he, he benefited in having basically 
created their careers in yeah. one way or another, yeah. uh, which is nice. But then, you know, you look at the new people and it's like they're all top notch. I yeah. mean, I mean, Will Ferrell, I, I, I don't I don't know if I necessarily blame Will Ferrell for not liking that character. I think the role <laughs> was was maybe not the best either. But like Shannon Elizabeth, like oh, she's, she's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, everybody in the girl gang and then, you know, all these little supporting roles like Judd Nelson or whoever, Chris Rock. I mean, I think they work really well. Judd Nelson's very funny in this. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's he good. Is. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of interesting to, you know, with with every Kevin Smith movie, there's like, I'm sure with every movie, there's alternate casting, but mm-hmm. Kevin Smith actually talks about it. So you know what it is, yeah. you know. Uh, the the person who they really wanted for the role of Justice was Amy Smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was, I, I think she was shooting like Road Trip or something like that, so mm-hmm. she couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. What, what, what do you think that would have been like? <sighs> who was she going to play? She was going to play instead she, of... She was going to play Shannon Elizabeth's character. I just like think the, Shannon Elizabeth is so good in in this and like I was looking into her like prepping for the role and her, you know, idea of wearing, you know, glasses is a great character addition because Justice is blind. I think that's I'm, very cute and very funny. And yeah, no, I really like I really like her in this. I think she's terrific. I'm so glad that you bought that brought that <laughs> up because that to me is the best joke in any Kevin Smith movie. It's so ever. good. It's so good. Uh, and the fact that they never say it. No. She's just wearing glasses just a, and you know. Yeah. Uh, and like he's talked about it. He's like, "Oh yeah, she came to him and said, I want to wear glasses because justice is blind. And he's like, what? I don't get it. Whatever. Do whatever you want to do. The fact that he did not get it. Right. And it's, but like, and it's like one of the funniest bits in the whole movie, but they never even reference it. They never even say it. it's not even like it, it's not even until like after they explain it. Yeah. Like it's it doesn't work unless they explain it. And then when they explain it, you're just like. Yes, that is. You're the like, you're like, uh huh. I get it. Life. I get it. It's that it's is great. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I would go on and on about that with my friends, and they'd be like, "You're crazy. What's wrong with you?" That's the best joke it's, ever. It's terrific. So good. So good. That right there is 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 why they should have cast Shannon Elizabeth yes. over anyone yes. else. You know, yeah. the other one which is weird is Mark Hamill was not originally yeah. supposed to play that role. It was going to be David Duchovny. Which he couldn't do it because he was doing, well, he chose to do evolution instead, which, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not a, not, not a terrible movie, but, you know, it's not, no, it's no Jay and Silent Bob, but no. whatever. I mean, I guess that's a, probably a much larger paycheck for him. Yeah. Uh, and, no, you, I mean, it, Duchovny would have been great, but, like, the way that it's written, I mean, Mark Hamill. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's written for exactly. Mark Hamill. Exactly. It's, he's using a... Freaking lightsaber, please. Yeah. What, what, what more? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, who else would you want in that? It's and he's crazy. great in it. He's great in it. Yeah, I, I agree. Also, I pretty agree. funny that he didn't know that uh, Carrie Fisher was in the movie until the premiere. Oh, really? Yeah. They had they had no idea they were in the movie together until the wow. premiere. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> That's yeah. That that is crazy. Yeah. I guess it's so big. I mean, why would you? you yeah. Know? Yeah. All right. So, um, 
and before before we move on, any any other thoughts on Jay and Silent Bob's Strike Back? I love the fugitive sequence. I think that's 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 one of those things where it's a parody. Seven years too late, but it, who cares? Because it's great. <laughs> it, it is, like, and, you and know, that was... you know that Smith saw the fugitive. He's like, oh, I got to do that one day. I got I got to do that. And them, you know, with their their child Suzanne. I, mm-hmm. I, I love Suzanne. Suzanne's the best. Uh, yeah, no, that, that whole fugitive sequence is is terrific. Yeah, I mean, bringing Suzanne back, I mean, whoever thought, you know, I mean, exactly. at the end of Mallrats, they say, like, Suzanne, that's another story. And it's like, wow, wow you did it. It really is another yeah. story. Yeah. Um, it's not just, and the fugitive it's not just thing. a good Weezer song. It's, it's also yeah. a thing. It's also a, a whole plot <laughs> yeah. line in, uh, in a sequel to Mallrats. You know? <laughs> and and, and the, the fugitive thing, I mean, that's kind of interesting in, you know, the way that, like, he sort of, like, cannibalizes his material, yeah. like, for other... It, there was a a comic book series called Chasing Dogma. Okay. Did, did you ever read this? I or? did not, no. So, like, the idea was basically what... You know, because cause like at the end of Chasing Amy, Jay's like, "Oh, we're catching a bus to Chi Town," you know, to whatever. Yeah. And, and then and then they're in Chicago or the Chicagoland area in Dogma, and there's a comic book series which basically tells the tale of how they got from Jersey. Their to road Chicago. trip. Oh, okay. Neat. And it, it, it's like half of it is. Jay and Silent Bob strike back. Nice. <laughs> and and it was I I think the comic came out like he wrote it after Dogma was shot but yeah. you know Dogma was like set on the shelf for like a year. So it came out I if I'm not mistaken it came out before Dogma. Okay. Um but then you know a couple of years later he's like, "Well, I wrote this stuff. I might as well put it in a movie." Might as well use it. Who don't waste that it. comic book. Yeah. yeah don't waste you know? it. So, so it's it's a little weird if for if if you read the comic, but yeah, not many people read the comic, so it, it works. It works. Okay, so so there's a couple of other things that he made in this time frame. Some very small things um, that I just want to touch on. Um, right after this movie came out, like a month after this movie came out, was you know nine eleven, and yeah. uh, you know. They did this thing, this concert for New York, where yes, they had like yes. a bunch of celebrities do all sorts of things. I remember watching that. Yeah, yeah, and they had like a lot of uh, New York filmmakers make little short films. Like Spike yes. Lee did a thing on the Yankees yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, and he did one about uh, uh, New Jersey's involvement <laughs> in uh, the, uh, the New Yorkers' thoughts on New Jerseyans. <laughs> Yeah. So did, did, did you watch this? I did. I did. It's very funny. Yeah. I hate the Rangers. <laughs> it, it, in a lot of ways, it, I mean, it really does have like a Kevin Smith feel to it, you know? Oh, without a doubt. Especially when, you know, one of them is his wife. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then and the Rangers guy, he was in Chasing Amy and, and even yeah. Jay and yeah, Silent yeah. Bob strike back and everything. And, yeah. you know, you had. But it's good, though. It's It's a good short. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's it's basically just uh, New Yorkers complaining about people from New Jersey, and then you know, falling in love with them. Yeah, for for the, for the way they helped out on nine eleven, and um, and Joe Casada's in it too, the uh, head of Marvel oh, for yeah, years yeah, and years yeah, yeah. and years. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty crazy. Um, so then uh, the following year, for whatever reason, Smith 
got hooked into the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and he was doing like a lot of like, like you know, man on the street kind of like segments yeah, yeah, for yeah. them. And he's like, "Hey, can I make a short film?" And they're like, "Sure, why not?" So he made a Clerks short called "The Flying Car," in which Dante and yes. Randall talk about you know what you would do. For the flying car. For the flying car. Yeah. What, what, did, what did you think about this uh, short? It was pretty funny. It was pretty pretty funny. It brought me right back to those characters. I mean, it's very Randall and Dante that that weird conversation they have where Dante or uh, Randall just keeps throwing, you know, little little twists into the deal that Dante has to make. It's like, yeah, you got to give up one of your feet. What? <laughs> for, it's a flying car. Okay, fine. But then they get to molest you. What? But it's a flying car. I guess. <laughs> but then he lets his friends go in on it. But it's a flying car. It's it's such a weird conversation that uh, seems like something that Smith has had with like a friend of his. Yep. And, and it feels very real. It, it does feel very real. And and I I think it's really funny and everything. And I love seeing those characters. Of course, and it was great. And just the idea that they were on like the biggest talk show in, in you know, uh, late night or whatever at the time is, is insane. See, I hadn't realized, I didn't realize that he had been, he'd been working with uh, Leno, with Leno's show. Yeah, he would do. I didn't, I didn't watch uh, Leno when he was, or, <laughs> I was a Letterman guy. Yeah, I didn't, mostly. I didn't watch it either. But, you know, when I heard that Kevin Smith was on it, I'm like, okay, I yeah. need to tune in for these. He would like go, <laughs> I forget what it was. He would go to like vacation spots or something like that and just interview like random people on the street or something. Weird. It was something weird like that so he was like letterman's biff that letterman had letterman had his guy biff that he sent out yeah to like uh different events like he sent biff to my senior prom really (laughs) if if the video is out there somewhere i was on a 10 second clip of on david letterman once like 20 years ago that's pretty good that's pretty good internet detectives look that up because i'd love to see it (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I yeah I, I I do I do like this thing. The one thing which which I kind of I don't know what you get to the end and I'm like eh, is the fact that really the joke is the same joke that they make in Clerks, right? Mm-hmm. When they're in the car again, you know, talking about mm-hmm. you know whether whether or not uh, um, you know Dante has ever tried to suck his own dick, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's like the same structure and everything, yeah. same punchline sort of thing. And I don't even know you, man. <laughs> I thought I knew you, <laughs> but you know, I still think it's funny. And and I, I probably funny. most people haven't even seen Clerks, so you know, whatever. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah, they're missing out. <laughs> so then he did one more thing, which is uh, these these commercials for Panasonic. I remember he was like all over bizarre. Panasonic stuff for like the longest bizarre. time. Bizarre. They are bizarre, right? Uh, That's that that is Wee Man, right? I don't even know who that yeah, I guess it would be because Or is it, that or is that the wrestler? I don't know. They keep on calling him E Man, right? So Because I can't I can't tell with the facial hair. He's got that like that soul patch thing. I and like and spray painted fire engine red hair. <laughs> And making that annoying mini me sound, I, and it's these are like the most bizarre advertisements I've ever seen. But I do like his commercial for the uh, DVD recorder. Yeah, that's pretty it's good. It's very funny with the recurring bit of the caveman trying to eat. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> it, it really does kind of feel like they're. I mean, 
And I guess this is what they did. They're just like, hey, Kevin Smith, here, we're selling DVD recorders. (laughs) Just do whatever you want. And he's like, okay, let's come up with some gags, you know? Yeah. Like the the ones for the the camera are a little more planned out or whatever. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. But there's still, like, the humor there is still definitely Smith-type. It's humor. Smith humor, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think they work pretty well. I, they work a lot better than the commercials that we talked about. Uh, I guess last episode with for Diet Coke and uh, <coughs> the I, his. I don't know if you've seen his Diet Coke commercials, but no, wow, wow. I don't know what the hell that was all about, but it was insane. So, you know, whatever. It's still uh, an interesting little anomaly in the in the career of kevin smith well, you gotta pay your bills man yeah and and like he, he I, there was like a behind the scenes thing on you know they're like panasonic oh, is wow. teaming with kevin smith and in in the end he's like oh yeah i love panasonic and i really need a flat screen <laughs> tv guys yeah right and and he he's <laughs> talked about this for years about how like after the olympics they gave him like a 120 inch tv that they had lying Jesus. around on the set and he still has it like to this yeah, day that's where it. he watches movies you know it's crazy it's but yeah, man, he really that that Panasonic commercial really paid off for him. <laughs> Get that money, Kevin. Yep. All right. So going back to one last thing with with Jay and Silent Bob Strike yes. Back. This was the end of the Viewisk universe. After the credits roll, there is a scene where Alanis Morissette, as God, literally yes. closes the book on the Viewisk yeah. universe. What do you think about that and the fact that eh, it, has, it wasn't the yeah, end? It wasn't the end. Uh, it's it's cute. I like that God made another appearance in uh, one of his films. Uh, and honestly, if this had been the end of the Viewers Universe, it would have been a great ending. It would have been a great little finale for you know his weird ass characters that he came up with. But I'm I'm glad that he's been able to continue with with these characters Dante Randall Jay Silent Bob uh over the years and you get to like it's kind of like catching up with an old friend like you you get updates every once in a while on oh what what's what's Dante up to now uh, what's Randall doing you know it's 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 nice that he's been tr- at least trying and I'm guessing he's succeeding at keeping these characters in the public consciousness for years now years yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, at the time, while I thought that ending it with Jay and I mean, you know, Jay and Silent Bob being sort of like the capper, it, it just makes sense because they were the thread yeah. that was continued through all of them. You yeah. know, and I totally got why he would want to do that. I mean, he's, he was trying to grow as a filmmaker. He was trying to leave yeah. that stuff behind. And I think just like kind of like in the the sort of like Batman, like I I have these rules that I need to follow since he kind of was like, I need to say this is the end so that I don't go back to it. And I I get it at the same time. I'm glad I was very disappointed (laughs) that it ended and I'm glad that he did go back. And I think that he kind of found that middle ground where it's like, he's not reliant on it. He can make no. a movie like, you know, uh, Jersey girl, for example. And, and, and it's, you know, 
not part of the Viewisk universe, and 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 it can be its own thing. Um, but then, if he wants to go back and make Clerks three, he can. And and he did. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 that Clerks trilogy, the idea of like returning to these characters every, you know, ten years or whatever. I I think that that's pretty awesome. You know. I like it a lot. Yeah. So I'm I'm I, I get him closing the book. I'm glad he reopened it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he added a few more chapters. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, well, Matt, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me basically everywhere at the real Matt C. That's uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, wherever you want to search that name, you'll find my big dumb face. All right, <laughs> and big dumb opinions. <laughs> Well, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K, and you can also find me on my website, FilmDamagePod.com, doing a show called Film Damage, where we talk about film projection, time travel, and Star Trek. And that's about it for today. Thank you very much, Matt, for joining us. I, I, I really appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah. This was fun. We'll be back next time with James from Steve and Destroy to talk about Jersey Girl, which you need hey, to see. I love James. Yeah. Well, you need to see Jersey Girl, you know? Come on. Yeah, I know, I know. He, I know. he hadn't seen it either until now, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. But until then, if you plan a podcast, let us know. <laughs> <laughs>